Well, how do you put this? Uh, I guess the virus is getting closer, but at the same time, it's not because the little red dots aren't moving, and that's a good thing. Thursday, April 28th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This here is my daily audio digest, published Monday to Friday. I put these uh, archives up on my website, these audio blogs up on my website, stephensersky.com. You can find all the show notes and the tracks there. Also available, Spotify and Anchor.fm. The reason I say this is because uh, I, I try to publish this about the, um, what would you call it, the expat life here in Beijing, China. That's where I live. I'm involved in the ESL industry. And uh, the current issue the current excitement is the encroachment of the latest Omicron or coronavirus. I'm not actually, I don't even know what virus we're on anymore. Whatever variant of whatever virus that's going on, that's what's coming closer. And they're locking down compounds and buildings all over the place. The compounds aren't being locked down first. It is the apartment blocks that are being locked down. And then if there are enough, I'm not sure what the number is, of apartment blocks being closed off, then they lock down the compound. The case numbers of this latest virus variant, whatever number and identification it is, uh, I mean, it's, it's gone from about 200 to 247 in the last day or so. And this... I'm not sure if it was yesterday or the day before where I was kind of wondering, like, wait a minute, why are we worried about this one? Like the first one sort of dug a swath through the population, through the world. It caused a lot of consternation and a lot of uh, issues. But this one, I mean, you don't hear about the this variant's deaths. It's mostly asymptomatic it's mild uh, what wh- why why the major shutdowns i don't get it anyway not for i guess <laughs> what voice do i have in this matter right I, I do know one colleague who is uh being given the runaround uh she's uh been taken to a a, a, ser- a secure location then taken home then taken to another secure location, and it looks like she's there to stay for a little while. She's a much more, um, I don't want to say domiciled, uh, what do you call that, uh, peaceful person compared to me. If it was me, I might have a few words to say. (laughs) I might have a few actions to act out in response to the uh, running around that's going on, but uh, be it as it may, uh, yeah, the uh, it's 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 not getting any. It's close, but it's not any closer than it was before. Uh, and in the southwest, southeast, sorry, southeast of Beijing, where this outbreak initially happened, I mean, it is uh, it seems to have, uh, have multiplied quite a bit in the last two or three days. But overall, I mean, the numbers don't suggest that this is at all on par uh, with what it was two or three years ago, which is a good thing, but also a bad thing because they're still reacting this way, right? 
anyway, um, homeworking again and was able to, uh, it's so much more peaceful. I'm not going to lie. It's, I don't have to go, I don't have to like get my lunch ready the night before or even the morning before. Um, I don't have to get dressed or undressed at work, uh, like change clothes at all, uh, which is good. Uh, I also don't have to go through Guomao, which is the uh, downtown sort of a quote-unquote business di- uh, district of Beijing. Although it's not, is it really? I mean, there's there are businesses there. They call it the CBD, but are really all of the are are the main businesses really there, or are they elsewhere? It's kind of hit or miss on that one. But either way, however you take CBD, however you take Guomao, it's a traffic show during rush hour morning noon and night like just about all the time uh weekends are a bit more peaceful where you can uh walk across the streets and not worry about getting smacked or bumped or nudged or whatever it is uh but during the week uh monday to friday like in the morning and in the afternoon, you are looking head on a swivel both ways. What's this move just in case? Slow down, hands on, fingers on the handbrakes just in case. Uh, and that's uh, sort of what is, uh, that's what I had to go through when I was going to work every time, every day. Not as bad as, well, oof, is it as bad? See, the other thing is like, um, if I were to get sent across the city to Haidian, then if I were to cycle, it would be a f- an hour to an hour, 10 minute cycling trip both ways, right? Which isn't bad. Like, given my newfound sort of health nuttiness, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, it's an hour long bike ride. Sounds good. Let's do it. Now, if it was raining, would I be the same way? If it was. And if it was like Winnipeg or Canada cold, would I do the same thing? I'm not sure. Beijing cold seems like I can handle it. I've done it before, uh, both directions. Uh, but, um, you, you know, one of those things where you're kind of like, Eesh. if you don't have to, would you, right? That being the case, um, I was thinking, like, I, I, was, I got my two runs in today, and it was a very light uh, workout day. I've noticed that... Uh, if I go for a walk, I used to do this, uh, where I would go for a walk in the morning uh, and noon and the evening, and along that walk, I would usually practice my Chinese or my my Russian in recent times, but usually my Chinese, like I do a lot of vocabulary that uh, during that time, like Anki Droid, um, not so much Pleco, but Memrise and things like that, um, or word lists that I'd created I'd also listen to a lot of Chinese radio. Now that I've started running in the morning, it's gotten a lot more difficult to sort of shift the time dedicated. And not just the time, but the mental space dedicated to those studies. I've noticed I get up in the morning. It's easier now to get up and go in the morning to go for a run. Two miles, um, regardless of whether or not my uh, uh, Me Fit band is accurate or not. A couple of days ago, it took me half an hour to run two miles. I'm like, that's not right. That something is wrong here. Uh, 
but with that, I mean, two miles in the morning, two miles in the afternoon. Uh, today I added some uh, skipping or jumping rope, rope jumping. Um, tomorrow, uh, I would say if all goes well, but let's face it, tomorrow is a kettlebell work, kettlebell workout in the morning and possibly even in the evening as well. And uh, the the idea being that you you get those two two days in. Um, if if I if I if I go for a run, I don't get my language studies done. But if I go for a walk, I get my language studies done. But I've noticed I'm a lot more stiff after a walk. A 50 minute walk compared to a 20 minute run. Yeah, no, I'm I'm more stiff after the walk. I got to sit down. Like those are the days where I'm like, oh, I have to sit down. I have to rest my back. I have to rest my legs. And I don't think it's just me. I think it is one of those things where it's not just age. I think it's duration. Uh, it's endurance during that time. Uh, that uh, time expenditure walking around and thinking what you got to think, right? So, so in my mind, what's the shift that's happened is that instead of going for a nice relaxing walk in the morning or in the evening, I'm like, get your shoes on, put your timer on for 20 minutes and get it done. Just jog it in if you have to, but get it in. I have noticed my body and I, like my body physically and mentally, I feel more awake and better if I simply go for a jog in the morning, go for a run. It doesn't have to be a six mile, six minute mile run, but like even 11 minute mile run, uh, you know, very slow, like a slow pace sort of thing. That to me is proper. It's good. It it does the job. Uh, I, I know it's a bit more of a challenge. You go for your jog, um, and then you come back inside the apartment. You don't want to go back outside because it gets cool. But like getting into a, uh, a kettlebell flow, you do have to sort of know what you want to accomplish in that workout in, in, in terms of like what are the movements for your, your kettlebell exercises that you're going to be doing in order that when you return from your run that you don't cool down too much and that you just get right into it. So that's become sort of the the new challenge. And all that being said, as I stand for work, because I do have a standing desk for work purposes, uh, for uh, leisure purposes as well, but I mean, I, I double it up for work. I'm feeling those abs come in. The top two. I, I would post pictures if it didn't look just kind of like, if, if it didn't look one of those things like, what am I looking at? You know, if it wasn't that, I'd post it. But for me, I feel it. I see it. And I go, if there's another five months of this, four months, I go, wow. It's slow. And yes, it's, could I cut down faster? Yes, if I didn't drink, if I didn't have chocolate, uh, if I sort of took away all the desserts and things like that that I sort of uh, that I enjoy and that I'm not going to lie adds to my eating day because as it is, I mean I wait until nine o'clock to eat 
and then I try to finish by 7, 8 o'clock, 8.30 at the latest. Today was different. Uh, has some other things I had had to get done, so my eating time was sort of pushed off a little bit, but the norm is sort of 8.30 is an absolute cutoff. The idea being that if I stop eating by 8.30, I go for a workout in the morning, I can push my body into the fat-burning stage earlier in the day, and thus eat earlier in the day, around 9 a.m. One thing I've changed in my morning routine is that I've actually started to, uh, if you remember back in December, I was drinking this apple cider vinegar, and I've heard, this. it sounds weird, Uh, the Spartans were known for this as well when they went on their uh, long uh, military hikes and things like that, wherein you know, they had this sort of gruel that they were drinking or eating or whatever, consuming along the uh, military march. And I, I I remember hearing this and go, wait a minute, but vinegar isn't a weird thing to have because if you look up these sort of benefits and the uh, how to consume um, apple cider vinegar, it's like, first of all, you water it down quite a bit. Second, uh, you have to time it when you're you're consuming it so it doesn't interfere with your digestion because apple cider vinegar, and I think vinegar in general sort of pushes off your uh, digestive, uh, your metabolism. So it, with vinegar, it, it, it says, okay, I have this, the, this substance in not just the stomach, but in the blood that's going around. And it says, okay, I don't need the nutrients just yet. We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. And then eventually it starts absorbing more of the nutrients that you would take in by way of your your, your proteins, your carbs, and your fat sort of thing, right? And so that I've started having this in the morning uh, instead of coffee. And I mean, I can't really say that there's a, there's a major mental sort of difference i i do notice that i mean it's it's more sour uh it doesn't upset my stomach which is i was sort of looking for i was like is it going to cause any problems uh but the um people the the interwebs uh seems to indicate uh that uh, you should have apple cider vinegar watered down of course before your run with the idea that it's going to help replenish electrolytes and your hydration and I, 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 I think it's actually working a little bit, just not that I've really done too much, uh, you know, research into this, like personal, personal research, is that when I've had this apple cider vinegar in the morning, I don't feel as sort of knackered in later on in the morning. And I think that has to do with dehydration especially if I have one of those sort of larger workouts with the run uh you know I do the stairs and I do a kettlebell workout and then stretching I mean and then I'm, I'm drinking my coffee in between like the the kettlebell workout and the stretching because that's when I have time to make it um I don't feel as struggling I, I don't struggle as much on the other hand I've noticed 11 a.m and 2 p.m I'm I'm getting drowsy for no re- like it doesn't seem to be related to food it just seems to be related to you know the duration of time that I've spent being awake uh standing or sitting for uh x number of hours at that point 
I, I don't know. Uh, is It, it kind of seems like apple cider vinegar has sort of helped um, alleviate some of the symptoms, like the morning drowsiness, if you will. And not the, just the drowsiness, but in terms of the uh, uh, hydration after the work, so I don't feel as knackered as a result of being dehydrated. And I'll tell you, if you've ever wondered how to sort of tell your hydration levels, um, there, there's there's two big ways. Uh, one big way that I've, uh, I've been told is passed down amongst most people, and the second one that I've noticed myself. Number one, if you're dehydrated, as people will say, if your piss is dark yellow, you're dehydrated. I mean, we're talking like yellow, you're looking down going, ooh, that looks yellow, and ooh, wow, that uh, smells like pure coffee. Um, you're probably dehydrated, just saying. Uh, the second way that I've um, noticed, that if you don't want to just smell your piss all the time, <laughs> Uh, is to lie down and have a nap. And I've noticed that if you are, if you don't feel physically exhausted, so when you lie down, you're like, oh, my body, I'm done. I just gotta, it's not just my eyes, like my, my, my bones and my muscles feel like they are relaxing. They're melting into the bed. If you're not having that experience and you're able to still, and you're still, I guess, running through a lot of different ideas in your mind, you're dehydrated. The physical thing, you're tired and probably dehydrated, but while you're where you're not feeling like your body is melting into the mattress or into whatever, uh, like the chair that you're sitting in, you're probably dehydrated. If you're able to still continue a thought pattern, go, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this and the other thing, then you're probably dehydrated. So, drink your water, not coffee. Coffee will not uh, uh, change this. Coffee makes it worse because as a diuretic, a diuretic, it takes it leaches water out of your system. You you do have to drink water while you're drink uh, you're, while you're drinking coffee. If you don't, you're no matter how many cups of coffee you have, you will still feel tired. It's it's just how the body works. This is what I've heard from other people. Uh, take it for what it is, but at the same time. Be aware of your water intake level. Uh, that being the case, the other thing that I was I wanted to do this weekend, the stunt double workshop, the stunt, the cinemat, cinematographic, cinemat, cinematic, cinematic stunt workshop has been postponed. Not a bad thing since, um, uh, you know, kind of struggling to get the money out there, but uh, at the same time, uh, given a couple months, I could certainly the money will, will be there then. I just the way that I set up my finances this month, I didn't expect this cost to uh, pop up. I actually didn't see this advertisement for the uh, um, the workshop until just last week, so I wasn't really prepared for that. But uh, be it as it may, uh, I, it would be interesting. It's been postponed. I'm still interested. I want to go. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of months. Uh, certainly, it'll be a, an interesting experience uh, to to uh, have a go at being a stunt double, at least for you know a weekend. Did not get much Chinese done, and I, I horribly realized that if today's April twenty eighth, I've got like 
I don't know, 17 days <laughs> until I have to sign up for that HSK-5 test, which means that I literally have six more weeks until I'm supposed to be writing this test that I am woefully underprepared for. I, and Okay, we haven't been working much, but and granted that this workshop closure this weekend gives me a little bit more time, although I have to work on my Canadian taxes this weekend because uh, they are due. Um, but getting sort of the HSK-5 stuff done, how do I pick up my pace given that I, I, I do work most days or some days uh, between Tuesday and Friday and that it's very difficult to concentrate on the Chinese studies while I'm at work. So basically, it, it's it's going to come down to my days off. How do I focus in my days off so I am able to finish what I need to finish and be prepared for this uh, this this test? Now, in terms of the grammar, I think I can nail that uh, within the next couple of weeks. I don't think that's a it's a big issue. The practice tests and that extra HSK-5 practice test green book that I have, that will be a difficulty because there'll be something difficult for me to tackle only because of the sheer volume of material that I actually have to get through in order to sort of finish it and then also feel comfortable in doing so. (sighs) Yeah, I will... uh, I want to say I'll work on it, but honestly, I don't know because tomorrow again I work and Saturday, uh, if I'm going to record episode video number two of my language acquisition vlog, then uh, I'm going to have to uh, uh, deal with that as well. That being the case, I did have an idea that this language acquisition vlog language channel might be kind of fun because I could talk to people who are also learning languages, uh, you know, either run-of-the-mill people or teachers themselves, either whatever language that they might teach, and sort of get these sort of um, basic outline of what it's like to learn another language. If, even if it's just like, what did it take for them to learn English? And I know there are several different methodologies, but for us people who have been born, raised, and have always pretty much depended on English for our livelihood, basically... What does it take for people who don't have that to succeed in their target language? Be it English, Russian, Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, Japanese, Korean, whatever, right? All those different ideas, all those different languages. So uh, given the cancellation this weekend, that, that's good because it gives me some time to get these other things done. Also, this channel has given me some ideas on where I could take it from here. Other than that, was able to uh, get some reading done today. I'm reading. I'm, it's the God Equation. That's the book that I'm looking at. Michio Kaku's The God Equation, wherein he discusses the pretty much the, the whole history of um, you know how physicists and theoretical physicists have uh, to date come to the the formulation of what they call the God Equation. Like the, the unifying theory of everything it's a it's a good read it's not bad it's not overly scientific the one thing i wish i could access a little bit easier 
uh, is are the equations that he's talking about because he and full respect to the scientists the theoretical mathematicians and physicists and science people who do this who are like well actually you know the reason why the infinitesimal value differs from the beginning infinitesimal value is because we didn't use the infinitesimal value in the first place and then modify it to give us the infinitesimal value which by the way if you don't understand what i'm saying it's the renormalization idea of um, whatever equation that was i think it was Feynman who actually went you know what what if because <laughs> they had this equation where when they solved it they're like well it just gives us infinite results <laughs> Most people were like, the fuck? It's not supposed to do that. And Feynman came in and said, well, what if it does that at the beginning? We do all the equation stuff, and then we come up with like that infinitesimal blah, 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 blah. He didn't use the words blah, blah, blah. He used something different, of course, uh, probably like Greek letters. And with that being the case, it, it, it made sense. And so I, I'm only on like page 100. I can't remember which chapter it is because Michio Kaku, he, he does this whole blitzkrieg history of this God equation. So it's pretty quick. Um, it's interesting. It's fascinating. And I wish I could spend more time sort of taking notes on it. But at the same time, I know if I took notes on it, what would they be worth? Would I go back to them? Would I Google them? No, don't have time for that. I need it now. I want to explain now. That's what's going to happen. And so that's what I've been working on. Anyway, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephensterski.com. You can check out the MP3 files. You can download them. Take them with you wherever you go. I hope these are helpful to you, for you, while you're doing your runs, you're skipping taking care of your children, or even just washing your dishes. I hope this uh, is something at least you can listen to and think and feel that you've actually garnered something from. If not, troll me on Twitter, the Steven Sersky. If it is helping me, if it's if it's helping you, let me know what's helping you. And if there's anything that you'd like to hear uh, a little bit more about, I would also be interested in hearing your opinions like, you know, Steve, you're, you're talking too much about this. Or Steve, you know, what do you think about that? Or like, uh, uh, what what else? Is there anything else you could talk about other than nothing and computer graphics? Let me know. Folks, I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. <laughs>